Hi, I'm Adam Kubrick with Global Allies, and I'm here with Stacey Shoemaker-Rowan for a very special bonus episode of HD's What I've Learned podcast. Stacey and I have been friends for over 15 years, and I'm super excited to ask her about all things hospitality. As everyone listening to this podcast knows, Stacey is the editor-in-chief of HD Magazine and the senior vice president of the design group. She's the founder of HD City Scene Events, as well as the Next Gen Forum and many other fantastic happenings in hospitality. I'm super excited to turn the tables on her, so to speak. But first, as this podcast is sponsored by Global Allies, Stacy, tell the people something they might not know about Global Allies. I actually use Global Allies task chairs around my dining room table at home. Global Allies, task chairs and banquet chairs for hotels and Stacy's house. So Stacy, thank you so much for doing this bonus episode with me. You've had so many interesting guests so far on the podcast and the feedback's been so great. And I, I know people are excited to hear your answers to these questions for a change. So thank you. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> so let me ask, it seems that at every level in hospitality, design has gotten better. And uh, whether it's branded hotels or independent, select service or luxury, what are some of the bigger shifts that you've seen over the past 10 to 15 years? Yeah, I've been with HD for 17 years, which is crazy to even think. Um, and it, we even look back at some of the some of the features that we published um, way back when, and I'm just like, what were we thinking? But um, it definitely shows how far this industry has come. Um, I think it's been really interesting the past couple, five or six years to see how hospitality is having its moment, that it's actually affecting so many other disciplines than right. just our own. Um, you see it in workplace, you see it in co-working, even... Um, you even see it, consumer brands. Yeah. And you see it, in, especially in retail and um, also uh, even in wellness, in healthcare, right. in hospitals. So it's just, it's hospitality is really more than just hotels or restaurants, but it's, you know, providing, you know, just an overall, overall amazing experience and um, something that people are going to remember. And I think that's where the biggest shift has that I've seen is that hotels are no longer, lobbies aren't just pass-throughs, right? Like guest rooms are more residential and better than home that, you know, you have great dining, um, great hangout spaces all in one place and you really don't need to leave a hotel anymore. Right. And I think that design has definitely created a more memorable experience for those properties, yeah, especially I mean, recently. Yeah. And if you don't, then, you know, you're not going to have a successful venue. I right. think people, you know, it's kind of cliche to say, but people are, you know, more educated, more um, more informed than ever before just because of technology and social media. Um, they expect more than they ever have. Right. Um, and if you don't deliver that for guests, they're not going to come back. And, you know, there's service and food and other things that go along, but, you know, that make up hospitality, but design is such a major aspect of it anymore. Um, and spaces that don't work, that don't function well, you feel it, you know it. Um, and the ones that just have that, that sing, that like perfect feeling when you come in a room, which isn't easy to do by any means, but those that are successful there are the most successful. Right. So as much as the demands of the the consumer, the guests have changed recently, it seems like one of the bigger changes has been on the business end. And a, a lot of the larger hotels are now owned by REITs or private equity firms. And the design firms that we work with are often now dealing with an asset manager as opposed to uh, a hotelier or a, an owner directly. Do you th Have you seen this shift? Do you think that it's had a big impact on design and how design is viewed at some of these properties? I think it's creeping in a little bit and it's starting to... 
I don't know. I don't want to say it worries me because it's great. Whoever's owning and operating hotels for the industry, but you know, there used to be that one hotelier, right. That was opening up one property and then it became big boxes. And then there's almost that like backlash to big boxes. And now it's come back to being more about the individualism and the property. And so I just hope that it doesn't affect how how hotels are viewed when they're creating them. And it's less of an asset and more of a, you know, of something to give back to the community or give back to the city or a, a place to experience. Um, right. And I'm not sure that because of the shift is happening, that will happen. But I think it's an interesting aspect for designers that now they're having to deal with these larger corporations, these, you know, people that are, you know, driven also not only by, by the experience and what they're creating, but also by bottom lines. And I just hope that doesn't affect things down the road. Right. And it seems like there's a, there can be a good marriage between the two, between the bottom line and also designing a space that is for that community because the big box hotel that's just a place to stay really isn't enough anymore. No, not at all. And I think, too, the the best thing about our industry is that good design does not have to be expensive anymore. Right. I think there's a lot of creative people out there. There's a lot of creative outlets. I think manufacturers have upped their game. I think... Um, you know, you look at even some of the hostels that are being reinvented, some of the roadside um, motels that are being reinvented. They're not costing an arm and a leg um, to redo, but they have a really great impact on um, on the traveler with the experience that they're providing. Right. Yeah, I, I've seen that as well. And, uh, you know, when the limited service brands pay more attention to design, obviously that cycles up the food chain and everyone else needs yeah. to pay even more attention. So. And I think that's also something, you know, you said what has been one of the biggest shifts. And I think it has been that trickle down effect that it's not just the big hotels or the luxury hotels that um, have, you know, have paid attention to design. It's everywhere. Um, And you see it in fine dining to fast casual. And I think that's been really exciting to see, too. Like these food service has changed dramatically, not just the hotels. So where are you looking these days for inspiration? What catches your eye and and what's differentiating good design versus just more commercial needs to be done type design? Yeah, we at HD look everywhere. I mean, I look everywhere. Um, We get a lot of leads from Instagram, which I hate to say, but you can follow us at Hospitality Design. Um, But it's, um, I mean, in all sincerity, we are always looking for that next idea and we comb through many different media outlets. We, you know, are always talking to different people um, about what they're working on. But I mean, like our good friends, Lubasha Rose and Kane just opened up the well um, here in New York, which is uh, the fir- one of the first ever all-encompassing um, spaces where you can, it's a one-stop shop for wellness. Mm-hmm. And people like that, that are taking an idea and really just turning it on its head. Um, but finding those are, it's, it, it's hard and there's not really a science to it, but it's like just that one next iteration of what somebody else has done before is what really kind of catches our eyes. And we also are looking outside the industry a lot for other inspiration and we're putting that in the magazine. So we're looking at what, you know, you know, airports are upping their game and what do those look like? Right. And we're looking at cultural institutions and we're, you know, from museums to, um, you know, different uh different conferences and fairs that are doing really cool and immersive, um, you know, installations and 
we, we just basically are looking for anything that we think that can not only educate our readers, but also inspire them at the same time. Right. Um, because it's more than just being, we view HD as not just only the Bible for the industry, hopefully, but also to provide education or inspiration or, you know, ideas that could, you know, from outside the industry that can help spark a new idea within. Right. Well, and that's one thing I think you guys have always been so great about, particularly the educational aspect. And especially now, some of the newer events really focusing on things that we can learn, whether it's in hospitality or outside of hospitality. Um, and one of the the awards I've always uh, love that HD gives out is the Wave of, of the Future Award, because obviously so much of our industry is powered by young people. And uh, so many young people take this huge leap of faith and start their own design firms, which is so wonderful. Uh, what's the best advice you have to that next generation of designers, whether it's those who are starting their own firm or those uh, currently working in a bigger company? What advice can you give them? Ask a lot of questions and don't be afraid to ask them. I feel like there's a generation right now that goes into you know technology or media to find out um, to find answers instead of asking the person next to them. Right. And I think especially if somebody wants to learn the learn how to survive in this business, that you need to learn the business, that you need to understand all the different people that you know, touch a hotel from the management company to the developer to the brand, you know, how does that all work? Because there are many different levels, you know, how to write a proposal, you know, what fees are involved, you know, what are the business aspects that if you were to one day decide to open up your own design firm, you know how to do that. Um, And you know, those foundations, I think creativity is what drives this industry. But you know, there is that business element that you need to be aware of. Um, and I think the other thing is get out, get outside, go see things, go try things, travel, stay in different hotels. I think the only way you get better at what you do is if you experience what others are doing. Um, and I think that is almost lost there. I know there's one um, one firm that uh, I'm a big fan of. Every month they shut down all technology, all computers and tell them to go find something outside in their city. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to hear that they're, you know, making people get out there and touch and feel and no fabrics and, you know, it's a lost art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's something we're constantly trying to help young designers with is how do we educate about product, whether it's our category or, or lessons we've learned over the, you know, thousands of installations. And, um, it's amazing because you quickly forget how little we all knew when we first started in the industry. And I think that's another thing too, that, you know, Education in general, like, you know, be inquisitive, try to, you know, try to learn as much as you can from, you know, someone like you who's been in the industry for 15 years and can tell you, you know, everything you need to know about specking certain product and, you know, use the resources that you have at your fingertips to really, you know, ask the right questions. So I, I was listening back on uh, some of the previous wonderful podcasts uh, sponsored by, by Global Allies, of course. And uh, who's that? A, a while ago, you were talking to the guys from Amish Hotels, and and they were looking to tap into this underserved market that they estimated at seventy billion dollars. So as properties and brands get more and more segmented, are there any specific niches you can see succeeding from a, a sort of design focus? 
Yeah, I think, you know, we've been spending a lot of time focusing on the wellness industry um, and looking into what that means. I mean, it's a four trillion plus industry, which is just insane. insane. Um, and what is that? I think those that can really understand what does that mean for hotels, for hospitality. Um, and, you know, we've been allowing ourselves to expand what that definition means and looking at, you know, everything from like a dental clinic to, you know, a co-working space that has a focus on wellness to, right. you know, I think people are for whatever reason now, you know, wanting to that mental health, that physical health, that spiritual health are very, very important and top of mind. And again, I think it's almost a, a backlash to how much technology is out there that people are, you know, looking within a bit and what, a, you know, uh, a night out doesn't need to mean a ton of cocktails and, you know, even though that's a good night out as well, but, you know, but like what, how can you take that idea of wellness and right. translate that? I think yeah. that, I think there's a lot of legs there and there's a lot of different meaning behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with that much potential market in the trillions of dollars. <laughs> I know. It's mind blowing. Um, so, okay. We all sort of have our own little travel idiosyncrasies and, uh, Bashar Wali said that he packs a wrench in his suitcase so that he can change the shower head if, if he needs to, which I loved. Uh, I bring a desk chair with me. So in case the designer forgot to put one in the room, I have it. Um, do you have any, any peculiar must-haves that you bring with you when you travel? I'm pretty boring, I have to say. Like, I travel so much that it's super efficient that I bring one bag. I never check a bag. I can thank my husband for that. He even made me... <laughs> travel for 10 days without checking a bag once. Yes, he has taught me well. How do uh, you do that with the three kids? Well, three kids is different. So <laughs> we travel with our children. John and I, my husband and I are in one bag and the three children are in one bag. Wow. And that's how we travel. So impressive. Yeah. So it's just, um, I've learned that less is more um, and that if I have less choices, then getting dressed every day is easier. The one thing that I've become very, very keen on doing when I travel alone is that I and I, when hotels have a uh, have um, room service, as I always put it out at the end of the night now because I've realized that getting up and starting to work quickly before we do an event or before I you know run to the airport, like I, I've learned myself after all these years that I need some coffee and I need a little bit of food, otherwise I'm not going to enjoy the rest of my day. All right, I like it. Um, so one of my other favorite podcast moments was listening to Andrew Zobler. He was talking about how he found uh, himself between Bono and Mick Jagger in the lobby of the Ace Hotel for the yeah. opening party, which sounded uh, like a pretty cool moment. And I know this job is, has taken you to some pretty cool places over the years. So what, uh, what amazing experiences stand out for you? Oh, there's a couple. Um I mean, Ian Schrager as our guest editor and yeah, getting to, amazing. yeah, and getting to last year's November issue and getting to talk with him on a daily basis and sit in his office for a couple hours and, you know, just hear his story and right. see how he looked at different things. And he also gave us access to people that we might not have ever had access to, like Herzan. Herzog and Moran and um, John Pawson and, uh, you know, the list goes on. Right. Ole, uh, Ole Sheeran, who was a surprise. Um, big uh, Bjork, um, Angles, we got to interview. So that was really, really a special. Um, oh, that was actually with Neil Jacobs. But the, it was a really special experience. Um, I think 
Um, and we've been, I've been at a couple of nightclub openings with some celebrities all around. Um, but the real one that still sticks with me is a couple of years ago, Trevor Horwell of Nobu Hospitality put me in a room with Chef Nobu and Robert De Niro. And I got to sit there and interview them for an <laughs> afternoon. And still to this day yeah. is one of those special moments. And when we honored um, Chef Nobu at our Platinum Circle right. um, event and Mr. De Niro came as well. And I remember running out to meet him um, from his car and bringing him in. And um, we had his exact martini ready to go with the, you know, the waiter standing behind and just, you know, having that kind of access and time and just hearing from, I think everyone who knows me is probably sick of me saying it, how much I love what we do here, but just to sit in a room or just to be able to sit on the other end of a phone and ask these amazing um, people, uh, you know, about their lives and how, you know, and what they're doing. It's, right. it's, it's really a privilege. It's, you yeah. know, something that we don't take for granted. Yeah, I totally understand. It is such a fun industry because it affects so many different areas. And, yeah. and there's so many fascinating, interesting people and outside people who've come into the industry, like yeah. a Robert De Niro yeah. or... Lenny Kravitz or a Leonardo DiCaprio or all, all people who sort of want to be in hospitality in some form or fashion. And uh, yeah, that I, I imagine I too would have been fairly starstruck yeah. in that moment. That's pretty cool. Um, so back to business. I know uh, not too long ago, um, Emerald Expositions, the, the parent company for uh, hospitality design, purchased boutique design, which was very exciting. Um, can you talk a little bit about the future plans for BDNY? Yeah. Um, we, yes, October 16th of last year, we purchased uh, BD, um, BDNY and all the assets that went, all the events that went with it um, and the magazine. And so it, it's been a really exciting time for us for the past year. We, you know, everyone had so many questions. We're like, you know, it just happened. Let's give us some, a minute to kind of think about what we should do. Um, BDNY, we purchased it for a reason. It's an amazing show. Um, it's in New York in November. HD Expo is in May in Las Vegas. It's a wonderful compliment, um, you know, throughout the year um, to to what we think the premier shows are for the hospitality industry. Um, and so we've really just been looking at them both. And our plan is to keep everything that makes BDNY BDNY and special Um and just continue to elevate it for what it is. Um, right. Keep those design spaces, keep that interaction on the show floor, um, you know, really tap into the energy and spirit of New York right. um, and the people that that come. Um, and then at the same time, we're really taking that time to look at what HD Expo is and what it's become and how do we continue to differentiate them um, and make HD Expo, you know, the big, bold show that it is, you know, even better in its own realm. Um, and so we're going through a makeover of our look and feel. We're going to have some really special things on the show floor this year um, in, well, in May and um, 2020. So it's been, from a strategy point of view, it's been really kind of, it's been a lot of fun to work right. with the BD team and the HD team and really kind of make sure that we don't mesh them into one um, yeah. and let them each kind of sing in their own, you know, in their own lane. Um, and at the same time, I've taken on the entire design group here at Emerald. And so now I get to see across ICFF 
healthcare design and environments for aging on top of HD MBD. So it's cool to look at design as a whole and, you know, what's happening in each of these markets, what could possibly work, you know, to take what could work from one market to the next market and what probably would never. Um, And, you know, really our goal here is just to continue to um, bring together this amazing community um, under, you know, in hospitality or in healthcare or with ICFF. Um, Now we have a partnership with our sister magazine contract. So what does that all look like um, from a holistic vision or viewpoint, if you will? Right. Well, I know for us as a manufacturer, both, HD Expo and BDNY are so critical to what we do as a company. And, um, you know, it, over the years, it, it how we capture someone's attention at an event like that has changed. Yeah. Um, at, what have you seen as some of the more effective strategies for the manufacturers and vendors at these shows? Um, and, and what catches, you know, the designer's eyes these days? Besides you bringing a sumo wrestler yeah. to HD Expo? <laughs> yes, that, uh, anyone that large uh, and that in charge is usually eye-catching. But yes, be, besides a, a mostly naked sumo wrestler. <laughs> um, I think, you know, there's two things. I think there's so much email and there's so many, you know, things sent to designers these days that I think really... One, creating an experience on the show floor that they're going to remember. And so like the Sumo Wrestler or, um, you know, in our company that has Instagrammable moments that we were talking about before we started recording. But, you know, something that they go into your booth and they're like, wow, um, that there's something something special or something they're going to remember um, or, you know, or campaign in the magazine that kind of teases it out throughout the year um, in terms of ads or just something that kind of, you know, as you're going through, you know, same, 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 oh, you know, and it just kind of stops. And it and it's something that, you know, and, and in saying that, the flip side is something that's really authentic. And I hate using that word, but it, it means something here or, or true to your brand right. that isn't feels you feel, you know, have a personality, have a have a, a statement, a have, yeah, have a point of view, have something that people are going to be like, oh, that makes sense. And, you know, is that, you know, you know, we're wild and crazy or we are, you know, going to showcase something that you've never seen before or, you know, or you were just talking about how you're shifting money and doing kind of more experiential things throughout the year. You know, something that just makes people remember you, um, you know, above, you know, above the crowd. Right. Uh, So the name of this podcast is HD's What I've Learned podcast. So I I have to ask you, in your 17 years, if you had to boil it all down, what what have you have you taken most from from what you've built here? There's so much. Um, I think first you're no, you know, you're only good as the team behind you, and to make sure you surround yourself with people that not only inspire and push you, but also support you. Um, I was lucky early in my career that um, I didn't have a typical editor job, or at least I didn't let myself have a typical editor job, and. Um, I got to, I got to create and I got to think outside the box. And, you know, so they let me, you know, come up with ideas on how to continue to advance HD. And I think one of the things that I was really struck with was the amazing community that is, is behind hospitality and how can, and what I wanted to do was bring those people together more and more and to foster that. And so um, through 
you know, city zine and next gen. Um, you know, we've, I think what we've done here at HD is brought the hospitality community together in many different ways. So there's something for everyone. And I think that what I've learned is that there's real power in that community and there's something really special when it all comes together. Um, and so I don't know if it's what I've learned, but it's what I've enjoyed the most doing here. Um, and it's been, as I said before, it's been a real privilege and I can't wait to continue to figure out how to continue to elevate this industry that is kind of like home. Well, it is a great industry and you guys have done an outstanding job at building a huge community of wonderful and interesting people in it. So yeah. we all certainly thank you for that. Oh. And I thank you for this bonus podcast today. This was so fun. So thank you for sitting down with me, Stacy. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Adam. Today's very special HD's What I've Learned podcast was sponsored by Global Allies. You can find all of our super awesome chairs at globalallies.com. 